Welcome to the Swiping Diaries. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Swiping Diaries. We are back. Alice is back and calling in from the UK. Alice, hey. Hi. Thank you so much for coming back on the show. I'm, I'm glad back. I didn't scare you off. I'm back to bring some international flavor again <laughs> <laughs> we're here to just spice things up once yeah. more um so last time we briefly touched on this um alice was talking about dating in london so do you mind sharing a little bit more about like what like dating or online dating in london's like yeah definitely so um for me um i went to university in london Mm-hmm. Um, and then I lived there for quite some time as a graduate when I was like first working um, and I was only in a relationship for about six months of those kind of like initial five years so I did a lot of kind of attempting online dating <laughs> <laughs> But really unsuccessfully. It was genuinely like the most difficult thing ever. So at the time, it was like pre-Tinder. So it was plenty of fish, okay Cupid, territory. Um, I haven't even heard of territory. No, no, sorry. That was in like, it was okay Cupid territory, like um, that oh. kind of era. Sorry. I sh- <laughs> that was probably a weird turn of phrase. <laughs> it's okay. Um, but yeah, so it was kind of like one of those, like in London, I think there's so many young people. One of the most difficult things is that I feel like it's like the most competitive dating pool I've ever experienced as an adult. Competitive? Because, How yeah. is that? Because I feel like if you're in a city, like, don't you technically have more options available to you? So like, isn't your pool like greater? Too many. I feel there's too many options. Okay. So, like, one of the things I used to experience, like, all the time would be you'd be talking to someone, you'd be like, can we meet up? And they'd be like, no. Or just, like, blank you or sort of, like, make, like, really vague plans and then just not follow up. Um yeah so so I uh, uh, this is like way after but quite recently I learned this phrase called cushioning yeah you were talking to me about this before totally what what this is so cushioning basically is when you keep you kind of like get to what isn't a relationship with like lots of people at the same time (laughs) And the idea is that you then kind of have like cushioned yourself. So if like one of them ends, it doesn't really matter. Um, That's incredible because I feel like lots of people are in that like in between like dating, not dating phase. And I feel like, you know, there's no word for it. I couldn't find a word for it. All I would say is like, oh yeah, um, me and my boyfriends in general. And it's like, well, I can't have one boyfriend find out about the other boyfriend, but like, they're not really like my boyfriend, but they're more than just a friend. Yeah. But we're not like this idea where you don't commit to like one particular person. (laughs) You just kind of 
date um and then as soon as you kind of find that like one person you kind of get rid of all of your cushions <laughs> you have to break up with your other boyfriends or girlfriends or whatever so harsh, but especially because if you don't know it's happening to you you're like oh what what have I done like there was, like, <laughs> there was this one guy and I can't even remember his name and I loved his online profile because he had a cat. Oh, naturally. I mean, we both have cats. We understand the the allure of them. (laughs) And at the time, I didn't have a cat. So I was like, well, he has a cat. And therefore, Mm -hmm. it would be, you know, in my head, I like created this whole thing where I was like, if we stay together, we're going to have this cat together and it's going to be amazing. And maybe we'll get another cat. And like he was also like similar to um the guy I talked about in the previous episode of who had written the porno erotic novel whatever you want to call it oh yes how can we forget <laughs> he was like super unsinister like I'm pretty sure he was a teacher <laughs> again always the teachers they're so what? like sly um and yeah basically like we we were been messaging for like ages and eventually like when we actually did go on a couple of dates and stuff and then all of a sudden it was like it just completely ghosted me and I think I think I like this was definitely around Instagram time so mm-hmm. I definitely then sort of stalked him slightly on Instagram <laughs> and like got this girlfriend and you know when you're like oh okay so you were obviously kind of playing that uh thing of like playing a few people I've never been able to do it I'm not I find it really difficult but but yeah in London it's like I think it's because there's so many people and there's so many young people and because there's both like uni students, because there's a lot of universities smack bang in the city centre, and there's a lot of graduates that are coming for jobs, like the population of say eighteen to twenty five year olds is massive. So I think people are like, oh, okay, well, you know, I've got this girl who I really fancy, but there's this other girl and she like is more aligned with who I am like financially or whatever um and because people in general even the students are pretty career orientated I think there's this like almost like a snobbishness with regards to like oh is that person quite good enough like is that person like quite um you know even like down to genuinely I think it's like do they earn enough money and sure especially after I'd graduated I was working in a really low paid arts internship so people were like oh academically she's okay but money wise I'm earning loads more money than she is oh my god and like if you think about it like since your dating pool is that big anyway like why settle? Like you can have a huge cushion and it's no problem. Cause then, you know, if one person then disses you when you try to reach back out, okay, no problem. I have like, you know, Felicia, Alicia, Sharkisha lined up. 
So me and my friends, <laughs> this is really awful, but me and my friends, we actually came up with a way of circumnavigating online dating where <laughs> we went really old school and we actually created, well, so my friend had been gifted these, which is the weirdest thing, these pulling cards, which basically had like blanks in them that was like we met at blah um this is my name this is my number this is where like vaguely where I live or whatever so we took these out one night and we dared each other to give away three of these pulling cards each like so each of you had your own pulling card yeah so we she'd I think she probably got a pack of 10 pulling cards for Christmas (laughs) And the three of us each took like three with our like all like pre-filled in with like, oh, we met in this club. (laughs) Wait, so, oh my God. And then you just like gave them to the person to be like, okay, well, like if you, in case you want to reach out. Here's my pulling card. Anyway, and we, we did this, this one night in this nightclub in London that is like notorious because it's. Um, like most clubs in the UK are over 18 this place is over 21 and so therefore it's kind of like that graduate market is like right this is where I'm gonna find my boyfriend right right (laughs) so everybody like everybody would go there on a Friday and Saturday night and all they were looking for was like a boyfriend pretty much Mm -hmm. and anyway so we decided that this was so successful (laughs) that we actually on the internet ordered from like printer pics <laughs> like 5000 pulling cards stop it <laughs> are you serious like for each one 5000 no no just for just just for to, to be shared oh my god because <laughs> we thought this was just the most successful way of like getting our numbers <laughs> to as many men as possible Oh my god. So that's so we, incredible. Yeah, and we we even like so we had like a pickup line on them and then the backs were blank for us to kind of fill in our like name. <laughs> <laughs> but what's even more embarrassing is what was on the like what we'd actually got like printed because we you know like you can get business cards printed on the internet and you can get like insanely cheap. So it cost us like 5 pounds maybe. Oh my god. <laughs> And we designed the like the front of the card, and it was basically um, the lyrics to "Call Me Maybe" by Carly Rae Jepsen. Oh my god! We were on a field trip the one time. This was in when that song came out. I think it was like ninth grade, so like freshman year of high school. And this one girl that I knew of recently broke up with her boyfriend and like was going around to other students because a lot of schools that day were also on field trips. And like, would just hand out kind of like you did, like a card, which is like her number saying like, hey, I just met you and this is crazy, but here's my number. Yeah. So call me maybe. So that's genuinely what we started doing. We started oh my God. giving these cards. <laughs> <laughs> on ah! And we would specifically target, like there were like two places that we would go which would mm-hmm. be our place where we were convinced we were going to find men and we would hand out these cards. And we in no way thought to ourselves, this is so embarrassing. 
<laughs> why are we doing this? Right? Like, maybe to some people, like, you know, would it be like, do, are these girls desperate? Are they okay? Yeah, are they okay? <laughs> and and now I look back and I'm like, oh my God, that's embarrassing. Like, why Did people ever reach out? This? Yeah, yeah. But then, so it's sort of like, it just happened to then clash. So we did this and my like one year graduate job was like coming to an end um, and we thought five thousand was a reasonable amount but actually, yeah no problem but actually like my job was coming to an end probably maybe a couple of months after we'd decided to invest in five thousand cards um and my boss at my old job was like oh what you should do since your job's not continuing is you should move to australia and I was like, oh, okay, yeah. That was my <laughs> logic. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. I should just move to Australia. So we'd bought all these pulling cards. And about two months later, I left London in view of leaving the country. So it was pointless. Like, we'd given out all these cards. I suddenly had, like... <laughs> loads of random boys <laughs> you had your cushion some would I say my cushion and I was moving <laughs> which was massive like it, I, when, you know I totally thought this was going to work and then I was devastated because I left the cards behind for my two like girlfriends and one of them without using the card immediately found a boyfriend so effectively like for ages and ages and ages there were thousands of these pulling cards just left behind <laughs> what a waste oh my god please if you have like if you have them send it or like you have a picture of them please send it to me i'd love to share it on the show's instagram I wish, yeah i mean i keep thinking like where did they all go to because then when i went to australia i had a few in mm -hmm. my like wallet like as a just in case just in case yeah um and then I literally I got to Australia and basically the way that the visa works is you can work for a year just completely off the bat or if you want to stay for a second year you can do this thing called farm work <laughs> is it like you literally work in a farm you literally work in a farm oh so okay. I decided, I was like, well, just for the choice, I'll, as soon as I get to Australia, I'll do the farm work rather than kind of being there a year and then seeing what happened. Mm -hmm. um, but I was like, oh, hard labor on a farm in like 45 degree heat doesn't really appeal to me. No. So I found this like effectively a scam on the internet. Um which was this woman who ran this like bizarre organic farm slash horse rehabilitation center and you paid her rent and then you volunteered your hours that you had to do and that counted but you you basically like didn't have to do as many hours but obviously you weren't paid but I was like horses yeah you can hang out with the animals that was my logic so I literally I'd been in Australia for about a week and I packed my bags get on this train for like something insane like 12 hours 
um, to go to this random farm <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. And initially, we lived in we lived in houses, but then we lived in teepees. Um, oh. And there were, I think there were about thirty six people there. And they were, and in order to basically be even doing your farm work, you have to basically be between the ages of eighteen and thirty. So everyone there was young. Mm-hmm. The vast majority of people there were single, and it basically was like being in a reality TV show where everybody fell madly in love with another person, like every five minutes, because you're so bored. Like, right? We. We barely had any internet. We literally lived in a teepee. There's only so much you can do. <laughs> oh so, my god! Yeah, so like all the girls pretty much ended up hooking up with like various boys, and we were actually pretty lucky. Like we were virtually fifty-fifty, so there wasn't like there was enough men to go around. Right, right, right. <laughs> But there was no need to give them my pulling card because we all lived in this like massive weird farm complex together. So <laughs> sadly, no pulling cards got given out while I was there. But yeah, I I initially fell like madly in love with this French baker. Um, who, oh my! Who I basically just kind of followed around like a lovesick puppy because he used to sit like when we were in the house. We we had a mixed dorm and he was in the like the bunk bed next to me and he used to like lie in bed at night um reading like French philosophers and I was like oh he's so educated and like he's also a baker (laughs) Uh, and then we went to a rave and um my friend hooked up with him so that was kind of the end of that and rather than like in normal life you'd be like how dare you but weirdly in this farm it was kind of like weirdly okay that your friend hooks up with the boy, the boy. Oh my god! I don't know if I would have been okay with that. I would have been like, "Thea was mine. You knew about it." No, I mean, I was sad for about two days, maybe. And then you were like, "That's fine. On to the next one." Yeah. Well, literally. So then, <laughs> so then, <laughs> I think it was the next morning after this rave so this was the other thing we got like that whole weekend off um and we'd we were in this kind of like we were quite close to like a bit of a party resort in Australia even though we were in the absolute middle of nowhere so we kept going to these like raves (laughs) (laughs) in the desert which were really amazing um but then, yeah, basically the next morning, I think I was, an, I think it was because I was annoyed. I was like bashing around the kitchen and I smashed a, like a cup of tea all over my legs and got second degree burns. Oh no. So I had to go to hospital and then like go into like isolation because of all of the like things that could kill me on the farm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my first day after that like that I was allowed like out I was going to like the new farm that we were building where the teepees were and I was so excited and I got in this car and we were in a car accident (laughs) 
What luck? You first moved to Australia, get second degree burn in a yeah. car accident. Gee. And then basically, that was obviously a big shock. <laughs> big shock. <laughs> um, but. Uh, you know, by by that point, like maybe two weeks had passed, I was completely over this French baker. Mm-hmm. And the boy that I was in the car accident with, I decided oh, I like him now <laughs> because we've, okay. been this, we've been in this car accident together. So therefore, we must have bonded because we're in a car, <laughs> in a car accident. Naturally, I'm sure a traumatic experience is really Naturally. bonding for people. <laughs> so, so instead, my affections moved to a Brazilian man. called Ricardo Um, and he was just like the most stereotypical (laughs) Brazilian man oh yeah (laughs) like he shaved his entire body from head to toe because like a lot of Brazilians are quite vain people and they're very very focused on um, like body image okay and I didn't know that. I was about to say, coming from a Portuguese perspective, so not Brazilian, but Portuguese, we're just hairy. So, like, I was like, maybe they're just hairy too. <laughs> no, well, yeah. So, I ended up dating Ricardo for about six months. Um, and when things kind of uh, finished at the farm and I moved back to Sydney, he was in Sydney. And so I met all of his housemates and they were all exactly the same. <laughs> like they were all just these like hairless, ripped men. <laughs> You're probably like, whoa, I'd be like, I'm in the midst of models right now. And this is incredible. So it was really weird. Like I remember once bumping into his housemates on the beach and no joke, they were both in like speedos and they were just flexing. <laughs> like. <laughs> looking at women and sort of like flexing their muscles at them <laughs> so it's like hilarious. a peacock like anytime they see like the females it's like flex flex yeah yeah because he like so ricardo like was actually an engineer and his english was pretty like spot on like it was amazing mm-hmm. um but <laughs> he he also kind of bought into that kind of culture of uh you know kind of like really beautiful people in very tight small clothes in Rio de Janeiro and I'm Mm -hmm. like absolute um opposite of that but I kind of (laughs) thought he similar to the guy similar to the baker I felt like maybe you know he was kind of like a sensitive type because he was really into cooking and he used Mm -hmm. to bake these incredible Brazilian like tarts and desserts and me and my friend the same friend that hooked up with the French man (laughs) (laughs) my friend used to literally be like can you make us a tray of cake Mm -hmm. just do it which was amazing you had to have kept him around I mean it makes sense yeah yeah and like he was really practical like he actually got employed in the end by the farm with physical money as opposed to like bananas fun and um because he was so good at building things so he genuinely like built this entire like what became effectively our living area which was like a big like sort of communal lounge and like this massive kitchen and he just built it out of like corrugated iron (laughs) pretty much 
That's insane. Yeah, it so was. Then, so then, like, what came of your relationship? So you guys, like, moved back to Sydney after the farm. Then, like, what happened? So, I mean, let's face it as well. Like, one of the reasons I moved to Sydney <laughs> was because he already had a base in Sydney. And by the, okay. by the point of me then leaving the farm. So I only had to do three months of farm work. And I ended up staying, like, an extra month because I wanted to hang out hang out with a man that I'd bonded over a car accident with makes sense I could see it total sense and then um I came out to Sydney um he came a little bit after me because he was still kind of being paid um by the farm people Mm -hmm. he then comes back to Sydney and it all seemed like positive okay Um, he, he although it was very strange I remember like the first day he was back in Sydney he texted my now housemate the girl that had hooked up with the French man oh my god he texted her and was like where are you like where are you both right now and she was like mm-hmm. we're here like in our apartment and he came like to surprise me that he'd come back um to Sydney and that was kind of fine and that carried on for a couple more months Mm -hmm. but it was that classic of like oh is in my head I suppose it was a relationship but there have been no (laughs) discussion oh no no Um, one morning after a party so he was going to um back to Brazil just for Christmas to see his family Okay. And he wasn't actually from here. He was from like very, very south Brazil. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, they were kind of all meeting up. Like it was his mum, his dad, his sister. They were all meeting in, in Rio for Christmas. Mm-hmm. So he was flying back to Brazil, um, like, I don't know, a couple of weeks later. And he turns around to me one morning and he's like, oh, I, I don't know whether I can do the accent because it's just really awful and um, I can't really do a very good impression of it but he was like oh in Brazil we have this thing called cock passion and I was like okay <laughs> cock passion okay no we're learning yeah. so many vocab words today <laughs> yeah. so he was like yeah in Brazil we've got this thing called cock passion and I was like okay right what does that mean because I was kind of like does that mean like for men or yeah um which effectively meant that um you know he needed to share his cock with as as many people as possible (laughs) and spread his wild oats which lovely between, between, between the lines was oh in rio there are loads of prostitutes that i want to have sex with like genuinely because he'd told me stories about his previous life in Rio and that's what he wanted. So it's like so he wanted to specifically hook up with prostitutes not even just like girls that he like met at a club or something like no yeah and he was like so you know I I just you know I've I've got to be honest with you that's that's what I'm going to be doing when I go to Rio Oh my um, god. 
So I was genuinely like shell shocked because at that point I've been like, okay, we've had these like really nice couple of months in Sydney. Like it's felt like actual proper dating. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, actually no. And like, it was weird as well because like he lived with his housemates who were like his best friends from Brazil. Mm -hmm. They moved over together and I'd like met them loads and yeah so it was just a bit confusing and then so we kind of it sort of ended but we were still like friends because we were still in this like group of yeah people (laughs) um and he goes back to Brazil for Christmas Mm -hmm. and on Christmas day I'd gone to the beach with some of these friends Mm -hmm. and his housemates are like I spot them and they're like they're in their speedos they're flexing you can't miss them not miss them cannot miss them and you know I kind of end up being like oh yeah hi awkward and they end up Mm. of course joining my Christmas party (laughs) (laughs) and anyway they're like oh so funny about Ricardo and I'm like okay and I kind of thought maybe they meant oh like it's kind of weird that he entered things like so suddenly or whatever and I was like oh yeah well yeah and they go oh like I can't believe his girlfriend's turned up in Brazil and I'm like what (laughs) oh there's a girlfriend okay girlfriend so it turned out that he'd had a girlfriend from pre-farm for like over a year who lived in Sydney no flipping way so she to survive him rocks up in Brazil to meet his sister and family how do people have the time to do all this stuff but also I was like hang on (laughs) yeah wait what I've been seeing you like a lot like, when are you seeing this other girl? And also, like, on the farm, he never, ever left. Like, we were both on this farm for, like, four or five months. So she, she must have just been sat waiting for him. <laughs> that, oh, my God. That is crazy. Yeah, I texted him and I was like, oh, I hear that your Christmas hasn't gone as planned. <laughs> Good for you. And his response, his response was, oh, no hooking up with prostitutes for me. Oh, you poor thing. Your cock passion couldn't just spread around all throughout Rio. Instead, your actual girlfriend was there. Oh, my God. Alice, I am so sorry that that but piece I mean, of trash got into your life. Really like one of the craziest things because – Obviously, I had no idea that he had a girlfriend. Obviously, I would never have gone there if I'd have known. Of course. Of course. But also, like, I find it hilarious that he'd had, he'd sort of taken the opportunity to break up with me because of his passion, but hadn't thought about breaking up with his actual girlfriend who would consider, even consider flying to the other side of the world (laughs) men are stupid oh my god and it was genuinely mental (laughs) 
But Alice, thank you so much for telling me the story. That is crazy. And I'm so sorry that that happened to you. I feel like it's so funny, though, that I got broken up with by by a man because he had too much cock passion. I mean, like, you know, fair enough. Like, that's a good story to have, like, forever. So I don't really regret (laughs) it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Ah! Oh, well, thank you so much, Alice. I appreciate it. No worries. So if you guys want to stay up to date with podcast updates, please follow the show on Instagram at Swiping Diaries. I also made a TikTok and Twitter. Ah, I'm still learning how to use TikTok. So, you know, bear with me. Uh, you can follow those accounts too, just like the Instagram at Swiping Diaries. If you have a story or advice you'd like to share, shoot me an email at swipingdiaries at gmail.com. And I will see you guys next week.